630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Some of the other news from today, the Ottawa Senators firing head coach Dave Cameron. He was 38-35-9 this season. The Eskimos have finalized their coaching staff for 2016. Demetrius Maxey will coach the linebackers. He was pretty good playing the position. Carson Walsh will be the receivers coach. He had been in the CFL before with the Alouettes. Spent a couple of years with the Chicago Bears last year in the NCAA. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 8.06. Special guest in studio, Ward 5 City Councilor Michael Oshry, who's going to uh, join us for a few more minutes. Now, have you? Did you take the time and write out your playoff predictions? Yeah, I went with, well, my son, who's a big hockey fan, uh, the two of us sat down. We have a bed every year, and so oh, breakfast in bed for whoever loses, so it's a pretty big deal. And so we uh, we sort of have a, who, you know, picking our teams, who's going to win and who's not. So uh, I thought in case you uh, you asked me, I thought I should bring it because my son knows way more about this stuff now than I do. And uh, he's a sports hound. And so uh, he gave me some pointers in case you asked me anything that I didn't know the answer to. Now, do you do round by round yeah. or do you do? No, we do round, by, the, we do so round you, by round. So you'll reset after we'll reset this it, yeah. after round. Uh, all right, so do you have to disagree on each, yeah. each series? Yeah, so this year we had to disagree. Which... So one guy picks first, right. and then the next series the other guy yeah, picks Yeah, last year first. we did it that if one of us won of the same team, we had to pick games and how many games they'd oh, win and that fair. kind of thing, which is yeah. fair. But this year we, we had to disagree, so it makes it a little cleaner, and we'll see how it works out. All right, so uh, who do you have in the cup final? Uh, I got Washington and St. Louis. And who, who does your son think? Um, uh, actually, I'm trying to remember who he wanted. I actually don't remember. I don't think, I don't even think we got that far. Yeah, you just okay. Yeah, he likes. He, I mean, he he he's a goalie himself when he plays, so he likes Lundqvist. So I think he wants the Rangers to win. Um, but I'm not sure he thinks they're going to win. But that's who he. I think that's who he wants now that there's right. now that the Oilers are uh, obviously not in it. Right. Uh, I, I I my preseason we did them on Oilers now with Stoff earlier today. My my preseason prediction, and if anybody has ever listened to this show, you know I'm horrible at predictions generally. Uh, I took Washington over Anaheim preseason. So I get to stick with that because they both had pretty yeah. good regular seasons. Yeah. I got Nashville to beat Anaheim in the first round. So really, yeah. yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I, the Predators to me just don't. don't they, they they just don't have it. I know they got some good players, but I think Anaheim's just got it figured out. Yeah. Did you get a text from yeah, your son? My son just texted me. He's listening. He said uh, Washington over Anaheim is his pick. Okay, tell him he should be listening every night. That's right. You hear that, Jacob? <laughs> Reed said you got to. Stop playing video games and listening to the show. Well, he could play video games on mute and have the radio on in the background there or be go. streaming inside sports there's on the 630 Chet app. There's a good life lesson there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So you mentioned you're, you're a big Oilers fan. Obviously, you're frustrated. What, what do you think, you know, as a city councillor, it's your job to promote the city as well. Right. Um, are you frustrated when you hear, you know, all oh, this agent survey said Edmonton's on the most no-trade lists or... You know, people say, oh, free agents won't go there. Does that, I mean, besides you being a hockey fan, just yeah. as a counselor, you must find that a little frustrating. Yeah, you know, I actually get kind of, uh, I mean, emotional might be a bit strong, but I get kind of upset about it. I mean, I think people outside of Edmonton don't appreciate how awesome of a place Edmonton is to live, and I think we get a bad rap for the weather, which I think is ridiculous. I've spent a winter in Toronto, and, you know, I would take our weather over there any day of the week, and, yeah, we have minus 30 for a couple of weeks of winter, and it's terrible, and nobody wants to go outside and, 
but for the most part we got a pretty good winter it's sunny it's you know crisp it's nothing bad and and the city is like i said earlier it's a different place than it was 30 years ago and it's it's interesting there's great restaurants here there's lots of interesting people there's lots of uh people doing different things now you know um startup edmonton and business small business and it's just it's just a unique place to live and very entrepreneurial and uh, very diverse and so when players don't want to play here um, I sort of take I kind of almost take it personally because it's not so much that they don't like the team maybe I kind of take it like they don't want to live in Edmonton um, but you know I've spoken to Andrew Ferentz as an example and uh, you know he's a Edmonton booster and he does a lot of good stuff in the community and uh, I think it's great and I think once player I mean not not every player it's like Edmonton's not for any Edmonton's not for everybody whether you're a hockey player or not but the people that like Edmonton really like Edmonton and so I get a little frustrated when I hear that players don't want to come play here and uh, I, I hope it's more about their perspective of the team than it is of the city um, but I think the city does get a bad rap and maybe their wives have a say in that because they might you know hear something about a reputation of, of what Edmonton's about and so um, yeah I kind of get upset about it and uh, you know that's why I think we gotta we gotta kind of try to change that I don't talk about the weather as an example I think we gotta just get over the weather well, I, I agree we you don't have change we, don't, it, but we don't have earthquakes we don't have tornadoes I mean tsunamis whatever. Maybe we have one every yeah. 30 years or something but you know so I think it's a great place to live and I think we got to just uh, start uh, stop bad-mouthing the city and just kind of talk it up because it's it's a uh, it's a great place to live. I've lived here most of my life. We don't have venomous snakes. No snakes. We don't have tarantulas. Spiders, yeah. yeah. Rats. Yeah. That's a good point. Alberta's yeah. rat-free. We're rat-free, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I ran the New York City Marathon in November of 2013, and oh, I remember uh, at one point stepping over a rat that had been right. run over and was totally flat on the sidewalk. I, and it was just like a split-second thing. I just happened to look down. It's just like, oh, that was a flat little rat. Like I could see his teeth <clears> sticking out and everything. Oh, yeah. I've, I've traveled uh, around many places in the world, and... Uh, you know, the, the other places in the world have big spiders and rats and things like that. And, uh, you know, we're pretty, you know, Edmonton's a, it's a, it's a great place. I, and I'm not just saying that because of my, my job. I, I really believe it's a, it's a great place to live and raise a family. And, uh, you know, I, th I think we do get a bit of a, a bad rap from time to time. I'm, I'm all in with you there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Um, when do you find, and to me, I think this is really unfair. I don't know how much you deal with councillors or politicians from other cities or, or district, districts, but do you find that when the Oilers have been so bad, it reflects poorly on the city as a whole, even though it really has nothing to yeah. do with a lot of quality of life things here? Yeah, it's, it's, it has absolutely nothing to do with, with the city, um, for sure. But for sure, it, you know, it does, for, I would say, with the Canadian uh, uh, Canadian people, it, it does. Um, but again, as a, you know, I mean, we talked about the City of Champions thing, but I, I do think that we have to get over uh, the fact that Edmonton is not the Oilers and the Oilers aren't Edmonton. They're, you know, Edmonton's is uh, obviously a sports, uh, the Oilers is obviously a sports team and a business in the city that's fantastic. Uh, but, you know, the, the connection be between Edmonton is more than just the Oilers now. Um, and I think we got to get over that. Um, but I do think, I mean, as I said earlier in the show, that you know the others are a huge part of the city, but it's it's not everything, and uh, um, we just we do have to separate it from time to time but you know the others do great things for the city as far as their you know just having a hockey team and their work in the city and then the arena and what's happening downtown so uh you know good for them everything's uh, everything's great there uh, but we do have to get over the fact that uh, we're more than just the oilers and west edmonton mall so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh I don't, I don't know if, i guess you must li the so the mall's not quite in your it's across ward, the street from my ward yeah okay so i i, I mean I go to the ball, but once or twice a year. It's just not part of my routine anymore. Um, all right. So what's what's going on with the council these days? 
Oh, it was, uh, it's pretty busy as it always is. We're, uh, you know, we're talking about Edmonton, the transit system. We're, we're, we're doing a big review of that, which is going to be a pretty interesting uh, conversation um, about whether we should have more high-frequency routes in the center of the city and then less coverage on the outskirts or, or vice versa because, you know, we only have a limited amount of money. So that's uh, going to be an interesting conversation. There's a big uh, talk about infill and, uh, you know, trying to make the city more efficient by having more people live in the core rather than growing the city outward. And, uh, you know, well, there's uh, there's... Hundreds of things we talk about every day at the city council, which makes that job uh, pretty interesting. All right, which uh, which member of council Uh-oh. would make the best hockey player, or does make the best hockey player? Well, I would argue it's right now. It's I'm thinking about all the councillors, and it's probably me, <laughs> because I'm mediocre. I'm, I play goal, and I'm mediocre as beer league hockey guys you can get, which might put me on top. I'm trying to think. I think Dave Logan plays a bit. Uh, I'm not sure any of the other guys or. Bev does so uh, you know I might I might you know there's lots of things I'm not good at and hockey it's, I can't be any more mediocre than I than I am so it might be me but among the 12 well, what there's 13 yeah. of you counting Don yeah that uh, you might be the best hockey player yeah um, yeah but you know I mean like I said Dave, Dave would pretty be a good fourth line uh, <laughs> checker guy you know Walters I got to think now as I'm going through the guys there's lots of guys that would uh, you know, they, they they might be okay. I'm just not sure if they can skate. Maybe floor hockey they'd be good at. Uh, so sports fan-wise for you, yeah. what's up? Is it just uh, is just hockey players for now? Are you looking forward to the Eskimos season? Where are you at? Yeah, you know, I kind of like, a, I mean, I really, I mean, I follow the Oilers quite heavily. And otherwise, the rest of the stuff I kind of dabble in. So I kind of, you know, I watch a little bit of golf. I'll watch a bit of uh, soccer, you know, English League soccer. A uh, little bit of, you know, even tennis or, uh, um, or, you know, a little bit of the Eskimos. So I go to the Eskimo game as well. So I kind of, I kind of dabble in a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but, you know, I kind of, you know, hockey's my thing in the winter, and uh, otherwise, you know, cycling, I mean, all sorts of stuff I kind of follow, but but pretty loosely. Nice. Michael, thanks for making time for us. Uh, fun little uh, different thing for me, and I hope people liked it as well. And, uh, yeah, all the best uh, of being an Oilers fan, first of all, because yeah. that's who I talk to the most, but but uh, as you continue your pursuits with City Council as well. Yeah, no, I appreciate having, having uh, appreciate you having me on. It was it's great, and like talk hockey to anybody in, all day long. And it's just at Michael Oshry on Twitter. It is, yeah. If people want to check you out, yeah, for sure. You got a funny little uh, I, yeah, sketches. Your yeah, my daughter drew that a few years ago. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of stuck. I kind of I kind of like it. A little unusual, um, but yeah. So so my uh, yeah my my daughter who's who's a sports fan of her own own ilk uh, did that, and she she plays volleyball and does some other stuff too. So right on, yeah. Michael Oshry, Ward Five City Councilors. Thanks so much for coming yeah, in. Thanks, Reed. Inside Sports on six thirty, Chad. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. The Raptors wound up winning that game over the lowly 76ers 122-98. They wrap up the regular season in Brooklyn tomorrow. Raptors finishing at home 32-9, best record in franchise history. This means the Raptors will play Indiana in the first round of the playoffs. The playoffs will start on the weekend. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630 Chet. Thanks to Michael Oshry, Ward 5 City Councillor, for coming into studio for 45 minutes. Interesting to get to know him a little bit. Very passionate Edmonton Oilers fan. As you heard, the Blue Jays have lost 3-2 to the New York Yankees. Central Scouting putting out their final rankings today. The top three European skaters expected to be the top three players taken in the draft. Austin Matthews, who is American but played in Switzerland, ranked number one. Patrick Laine, 
finished winger number two, Jesse Pagliarve, finished winger number three. On this side of the pond, moving up from number seven to number one for North American skaters, Pierre-Luc Dubois from Cape Breton in the Quebec Major Junior League, Matthew Kachuk with London in the OHL. He's a left winger, is, uh, is second place. Dubois is also a left winger. Alexander Nylander from Mississauga. Another left winger at number three. Sarnia defenseman Jacob Chikrin, number four. The highest ranked WHL player, Jake Bean, a defenseman with the Calgary Hitmen. I can tell you that Edmonton's Tyler Benson ranked 24th. He's with the Vancouver Giants. Kale Clegg out of Lloyd Minster with the Brandon Wheat Kings coming in at uh, number 27. Here's a little bit of trivia for you, Matthew Panashik. Kale Clegg, the son of Jason Clegg, who was the MVP of the 2001 Allen Cup, which the Lloyd Minster Border Kings won. How about that? That is some great trivia, Reed. That's, that's digging it up, buddy. I tell you, you're such a knowledgeable guy, Reed. It's not even funny. I just even off the air, folks, you don't realize how knowledgeable Reed is. Well, thanks, buddy. I'll give you the 20 bucks later. Well, I, I worked in Lloydminster. I should know a little bit about former Lloydminster Border Kings. At the Allen Cup today, it's Steinbach, Ontario, or Steinbach, Manitoba. The Bentley Generals beat Stony Creek, team out of Ontario, 8-2. They rang them up. They play Il Deshane tomorrow. The winner will get a bye into the semifinal. The loser will have to play a quarterfinal. All six teams make the playoffs, uh, but if you win your three-team pool, you get a bye straight into the semis. So there's the update on that. The uh, Senators firing head coach Dave Cameron today. All right. Sean B., Says, my playoff prediction, Washington versus Chicago in the cup final. Capitals win. All right. Another texter says, uh, Washington versus St. Louis. Capitals win. Brindle says, apparently we have good pizza, as 630 Chet announced on Monday. But there is some travel site that said Edmonton has the eighth best pizza in the world. And they singled out Tony's Pizza on uh, 112th Avenue near the stadium. Uh, they singled out the Rose Bowl, which is what, 118th in Jasper or is it 117th in Jasper? I think it's 117th in Jasper. I, I love the Rose Bowl. And uh, they singled out Pat, Pack Rat Louie there on 83rd Ave, just off white. I've been to Pack Rat Louie, but I have not had the pizza there. I'm going to have to try these pizzas, Reed, because I just ordered the generic company pizza. You know what well, I mean? you're missing out. I there know. There's much better pizza than that. Famoso yeah. has good pizza. Yeah, Famoso's great. I love Famoso. Tony's is really good. It's the the, the thin crust. I, 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 I don't know. I love the Rose Bowl. There's just something about the Rose Bowl. It's really hearty. It's just a good, like, homemade tasting good pizza. Like, I could eat a whole one right now. I'm going to have to go there now. Yeah, you should. Never been. So what do you usually get? Like Pizza 73? Oh, no. Usually Boston Pizza or Pizza Boston Hut. Boston Pizza? Pizza Hut? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fine, but it's chain pizza. It's different. You're right. Well, you I, know guess, well, I guess Famosa was a chain, but they started with this specialty type of pizza in mind. You know which place I like? Coliseum Pizza. Coliseum Steak and Pizza is a Coliseum good place. Coliseum Steak and Pizza, yeah, yeah. That, that's a great place to go. Nevin says Capitals versus Kings in the final. Mike Richards pops the winner for the Capitals. Wouldn't that be something? 
Pat says Flamingo is the best old school pizza. Where where is Flamingo Pizza? Should I know Flamingo Pizza? There's like there's tons of little pizza places that you could just be driving or walking down the street. That you know it's like Matthew's Pizza. And there it is. I'm sure it's really good. If I made pizza, read I wouldn't want to eat it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you wouldn't eat your own product. Well, I can't blame you. Got another text for uh, for Flamingo Pizza. Metal Lark, 87th Avenue. So what would that be, around 156th Street? Is that what I'm, am I, do I have my area right? I believe you do. All right. You can text your favorite pizza in. Well, Royal Pizza, of course. <laughs> Where's Bob Stoffer when you need him? Uh, Castlewood Pub, Northeast Edmonton. Best pizza. I make everything from scratch. That's from Namudi, who apparently is the, I don't know, the owner of Castlewood Pub? All right, I'll keep that in mind. Derwent Pizza in Derwent, Alberta. Well, we're talking about Edmonton. Derwent wasn't on the list. You know what's supposed to be good pizza is Florida Pizza in Devon. By the way, i got to go there. I've heard great things about Florida Pizza in Devon. All right, uh, text 630-630 if you want to talk about sports or if you just talk, you know what, if you just need a break from the hockey stuff tonight and you just want to text about pizza, that's fine as well. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a little bit on the Winnipeg Jets. They were good last year. This year, they were not. What went wrong? Kelly Moore from CGOB. When did we get back? Inside pizza. I mean, inside sports on 630 Chet. Somebody texted it earlier. What was the final records for the Oilers season for the studio producers? I don't know which one of you wants to jump on the mic here, if you both do. Who who was better this year? I believe I was, unless Kellen has something to say about that. Quickly, yeah, mic's on. Yep. Hey, Reed. Hey, Kellen. How you doing? Good. So what were the final records? Uh, according to what I have written down, it was 14, 23, and 5 for... Myself and seventeen twenty one and two for Matt. It might be that seventeen. Doesn't add up. It might be seventeen twenty and three, because the last game okay. of the year they lost in they lost in overtime. So which one of you sure. was five hundred last year, Matt? Yeah, well, I came back. I was five hundred. You weren't there the whole season. Not the whole season. So a smaller sample size. But so, okay, every okay, get this, everybody. Mm -hmm. For the last two Edmonton Oilers seasons, for all the games he's worked. Matthew Panashik is three games under 500. There you go. This is for a team that was 20 games under 500 last year and 12 this year. That's pretty good. That's 32. So, again, Kellen Kennedy might be the problem. Yep. Forget about Dallas Akins, the defense, McTavish, Nikitin. I, is it Kellen Kennedy? We can't rule it out for sure. It has been a pleasure working just, with you guys. Just, Please trade me to Florida. Hang, just hang on a second. I'm calling somebody here. Hey, Chia. Okay, don't worry. I won't call you that anymore. Yeah, I, got, I just got a guy here we should uh, maybe get rid of. Oh, you can't trade people that don't play for... Well, could we just... Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell him that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, 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 Peter. Okay. Uh, Kellen, somebody's going to be picking you up for a special ride at 9 o'clock, okay? Okay. Yeah. You just wait outside, buddy, and they'll just come wait outside. and get you. It's perfectly safe. I, will, I yeah. will be out of here by 8.45 and in the bushes by 8.50 then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, this is fun. 
Rells, I think is this texture. Sam's two-for-one pizza in Spruce Grove or Basil's in Stony Plain. Best by far. They both beat Royal Pizza hands down. Uh, David says, years ago there was a Snoopy's Pizza, 82nd Street and 132nd Avenue. As long as I live, that will be the best I've ever had. It's not there anymore? Snoopy's Pizza? Here's another vote for Derwent Pizza. It's like three inches thick and double-baked, bar down the best. Derwent is what, out by Dewberry, I think? North of Vermilion, I believe. Uh, Danny from Vegreville, waving the hometown flag. Vegreville Pizza in, well, obviously Vegreville. They make one damn good Donair Pizza. All right. Uh, did I read the vote for Franco's on 50th Street? I don't know where that is. So many pizza places. Uh, Harry said, Hi, Reed. For thin crust pizza, Tony's is the best. Regular crust pizza would have to be Royal Pizza at Millwood's Town Center. Chain pizza would be Boston pizza. I have had Flamingo pizza a few times. Uh, it's terrible. All right. So, Harry, that's very thorough. Thank you. Dallas pizza on 106th Avenue. That's from Scott. Now, are people just voting for their neighborhood pizza joint? Because like a place, like if, if a place is really good, you go outside your neighborhood to eat there, right? Especially when it comes to pizza. Because like when you want pizza, what 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 is it usually? You want food fast, or you want uh, or you want to feed a large quantity of people. So, I mean, if you're ordering pizza from across town, that's going to take an hour to get there or longer, then it's really good, right? Or you're going that far to get it. But mo most people are probably voting for their uh, their neighborhood pizza, I would guess. But I appreciate Danny from Vegreville just voting for Vegreville pizza. That's very loyal. <laughs> uh, 780-496-0063. Uh, George says, uh, democracy is not a spectator sport, Reed, unlike the way hockey is. Thanks for not asking a meaningful question pertaining towards something that would actually be meaningful to talk about on your show. So pizza is a constructive topic to talk about. This is why this radio station has gone way downhill. If it doesn't have the fortitude to address and explore the issues that actually have an impact on the common person in Edmonton, this is not news, let alone journalism. Just another example of crappy radio production and programming. Infotainment. Yuck. That is from George. George, get bent and get a life. <laughs> That's my reply to that. God forbid we have fun at our jobs on a sports talk show, George. Pull your head out of whatever orifice it is lodged into and get with the program. All right. Uh, you can text 63630. It is 8.38. Quick timeout, and we'll be back with Kelly Moore to talk about the uh, Winnipeg Jets season. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Shad. All right, quick text message here, not about pizza. Reed, wondering your thoughts on the four Flames players declining, declining Team Canada invitations to the Worlds. I understand one is rehabbing an injury, but as a Flames fan, uh, I was a bit disappointed that they, especially Giordano, would turn down such an honor. I, I got to say this, guys, my, my stance on the World Championships is that if a player doesn't want to go because he's going to think because he thinks it'll hurt his contributions to his NHL team. 
then I'm really I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm I'm I understand. You know, hockey is so big in Canada, and and you know you want to try to to win, and it's an honor to play for Canada. I I just don't. For me, I don't put that much importance on the World Championships. I think if a guy ever turned down the Olympics for a lame reason, that would be different. But I think if these guys, you know, feel that it could jeopardize their health or they just need to get better after an 82-game season, I think in this case their first responsibility is to their NHL team. Good for the guys who go, but, I mean, Nugent Hopkins and Everly decided not to go as well from an Oilers perspective. Talbot, McDavid, and Hall are going to go. I think you got to leave it up to the individual and, you know, it's not the big one, unfortunately, when it comes uh, to the world of hockey. The Winnipeg Jets, after a good season last year, will not be in the playoffs. We continue our coast-to-coast tour uh, of uh, figuring out what's wrong with all the Canadian teams. Kelly Moore from our station, CGOB, in Winnipeg. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Well, I'm pretty disappointed, Reed, that you've just informed me that there are not going to be any playoff games in Winnipeg this year. <laughs> I'll have to. We'll have to get together in person someday, or use the chorus video messaging system, and I can show you how the NHL standings work. <laughs> I mean, the, the only playoff game we had this year, and the Edmonton Eskimos won it for God's sake. That's a good point. Jeez, my goodness. Uh, yeah, the uh, we're we're doing a cross Canada tour on Inside Sports this week. So all the media guys seem to have time to talk to me, which, which I guess <laughs> is, is nice from that perspective. Um, Kelly, look, the, the Jets went from 99 points to 76 points. Be- before we get maybe into some of the more specific things, uh, I, I mean, what, what to you are the, are the keys to that big drop-off? Uh, it's very easy, Reed. They were just following in the footsteps of the Canadian dollar. <laughs> That's where they got their inspiration. I, uh, I, I almost be willing to bet on it. No, uh, if if uh, the Canadian dollar was uh, the equivalent of poor special teams play, and you know it's kind of interesting, Reed, because when you listen uh, to the people that, that covered the Canadian teams around the National Hockey League this year, almost every one of them beats the same drum: poor special teams play. So I, when Ottawa was here near the end of the season. I think the two teams were a combined 0 for 54 on the power play at one point in the game. So, you know, it uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if your special teams and and specifically your penalty killing, if it's letting you down, then then you're in for a long season. And what happened on a lot of nights, Reed, is a uh, the Jets wound up taking way too many penalties, and b they couldn't kill off nearly enough of them. So c they were always in trail mode, and if memory serves me correct, I'd have to go back and look at my books for sure, but I think they uh, wound up having something like 28 empty net goals scored against them this year. So that uh, that doesn't help your goals against total much either. Yeah, well, and, and you know, in Edmonton, we're, we're talking about the special teams. The, the penalty killing was below average, but the power play, and there were a lot of games where the Oilers were close or close at the time. Uh, when they yeah. had a couple of key power plays and couldn't finish, so yeah, I understand that dialogue too. Maybe, maybe the opposite unit, but certainly a bit of a bit of an issue there. Um, now, you know, and even even if the power play is a momentum builder, Reed, but there were there were too many times when when it was a killer. You know, when you're thinking, okay, at least you can gain some momentum off of this, and it, and it it had just brought them to a standstill. So, you know, they have some work to do in that area for sure. 
Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so what's uh, what's Paul Maurice uh, saying? I, I heard Meet him the ordinary something hero. about. I heard him referencing something about pain, and uh, we've been through that in Edmonton, where a coach or a manager uses that word. And was that a warning from Paul Maurice, or what exactly is he getting at? No, actually, what he was trying to uh, communicate, because I ran that clip again this morning on our sports read, and, and basically what he was saying, I'm not coming here next summer and telling you there's going to be another five years of pain, uh, because there, there seems to be uh, the, uh, the thought process around here that because the Jets insist on going with a younger lineup, uh, that it's going to be another long year. Uh, they feel uh, that, they, that their strength is in their youth, uh, they feel that they have some excellent prospects, and it's not just Winnipeg. You talk to a lot of people around hockey, Reed, and they'll tell you that the Jets' prospect pool is uh, is pretty deep and pretty good. So that's where they get their confidence from the draft and develop. But what what uh, Maurice said uh, after that was uh, they're going to put more pressure on this team. They want it to hurt more when they lose. Uh, and uh, so they've raised the level of expectation because in good conscience they can't go – you know, Blake Wheeler, who plays his absolute heart out every single night. And I could say that. He played, he gave this hockey club everything he had for all 82 games this year. So how do you go to a, a quality veteran like that and say, hang in there, bub? You know, so the, the message for the Blake Wheelers and some of the other guys whose window of opportunity to play in the playoffs and contend for a cup uh, uh, certainly isn't getting any wider. They want them to know that uh, you know that, that they're not going to just uh, take the uh, the patient. Oh, it's okay. They're just a bunch of young kids that, that are going to learn. Uh, they want to make sure that uh, and and that was the message that was delivered from what we understand. I mean, I'm not invited in the dressing room uh, for the exit meetings, but uh, the the message that Kevin Shoveldoff and Paul Maurice both said uh, that was delivered to the troops was uh, uh, be ready because next year. We simply have to be better. Anything less is unacceptable. Kelly Moore joining us on Inside Sports covers the Winnipeg Jets for CJOB in Winnipeg. Of course, uh, the Jets, a disappointing season. They will have a 7.5% chance of winning the draft lottery and getting the first overall pick. Um, but speaking of the youth, I, I mean, when I look at the Jets and from the games I saw them play and certainly a couple against the, against the Oilers, I mean, I thought Mark Shifley was a huge plus in a in a down year for the Jets. What did he, like, he wound up with 61 points in 71 games. That's very respectable. Yeah, 29 goals, uh, just missed uh, the 30-mark read. Uh, but I'll tell you, where this guy really came on was uh, becoming a three-zone player. So he was far and away their top plus-minus player. And that was, you know, for the last 24 games, I think it was, that Brian Little went out of the lineup. That was going against the other team's very best. Uh, so it wasn't like he was playing against the third and fourth lines. He was going against the Jonathan Taves and uh, the Andre Kopitars and players of that caliber and, and still managed to produce and still managed to finish on the plus side of the ledger. So there's a lot of excitement over Mark Shifley, you know, the first-ever first-round draft pick. Uh, since the team relocated from Atlanta. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers really came on uh, from where he was at the beginning of the year to where he was at the end of the year, you know, playing on the number one line with Wheeler and Shifley. And Paul Maurice has already said uh, there is no no way that he's going to tinker with that line, at least going into the training camp in the preseason. I mean, injuries can sometimes uh, impact on things. But uh, what he saw that line, he wants to keep them together. Uh, Andrew Kopp. 
was a guy that kind of flew under the radar a little bit, played a lot of fourth line, uh, got more minutes, and, and absolutely prospered under that. I think he had three goals in his last seven games. And, uh, you know, the one thing, though, that, that is missing from Mark Shifley's game, Reed, uh, and it happens to a lot of young players, it's not just Mark Shifley, and that is uh, he spends far more time chasing the puck after a faceoff uh, than he does getting set to receive a pass. So that's one area where uh, the Jets are a little suspect as well. They uh, still lose far more faceoffs uh, than they win. I mean, they were consistently or in the low 40 percentile uh, for most of the games after Brian Little went out of the lineup. What's the story around Kyle Connor? I mean, 17th overall in 2015, yeah. massive year at the University of Michigan. Yeah, we just talked to him on a conference call earlier today, as a matter of fact. You know, I would have thought, you know, here's a kid that's going to be the cock of the walk. He's been the number one scorer in NCAA Division One hockey, just signed a big pro contract, and was refreshingly very uh, reserved. Uh, you know, and he's only 19 years old. He's been named to Team USA. Uh, and is going to go there with his two University of Michigan line mates uh, to the World Championship Tournament. So uh, he'll have a chance to uh, play on an even bigger stage. But uh, everything you hear about this guy, Reed, is that he's the real deal. His uh, coach, Red Berenson, uh, uh, was uh, just absolutely pumping his tires about how good this kid was as a three-zone player. Because let's face it, if you're going to you're going to have a chance to play in the National Hockey League uh, as a young player. You're going to have to be as good without the puck as you are with it. So, uh, you know, the Jets are suitably excited about this guy. Uh, I, I don't think that it's a bad thing if he makes the hockey club. I don't think that it says, uh, you know, that the, the hockey club is going to have another bad year. Uh, but probably in a perfect world, the hockey team is good enough that he starts the year playing in the American Hockey League with the Manitoba Moose and at least uh, you know, cuts his teeth at that level before he makes the jump up to the National Hockey League level. But he has great skills. He is incredibly quick. Uh, he was talking today about crossing paths with Nikolai Ehlers again. I guess they played last year at the Junior A World Challenge, and uh, they're going to cross paths again at the World Championship. But uh, somebody asked him if he was as fast as Ehlers. He says, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to have a race. <laughs> well, that would be fun. Kelly, before yeah. I let you go, the uh, following the draft lottery is uh, getting to be old hat here in Edmonton and calculating odds. How are fans feeling about that 7.5%? Is there some hype about the possibility, or is it just disappointment about the season? Where's the fan base at? As Jim Carrey once said, so you think there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows how, how it's going to roll. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously the four-game winning streak uh, at the end of the season uh, lowered that percentage rate. But uh, when you take a look at uh, the the last central scouting rankings that came out earlier today, whether you're take, I mean, obviously Austin Matthews is going to be a tremendous asset to any hockey club. And uh, Kevin Shoveldayoff said yesterday that if they could ever lock out and get that number one overall pick, boy, would that ever expedite the process. And it would be like that for any of the clubs that are in the hunt for that number one pick. But, uh, I mean, people are going to be paying attention, probably more so on April 30th and any other night of the Stanley Cup playoffs this spring. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's the slimmest of margins, but you just never know how what that uh, draft lottery is going to spit out. But even if you don't get an Austin Matthews, you're still going to be strengthened with a Jesse Puglia-Yarvi or a Patrick Lyonair even a Jacob Chikrin or a, uh, a Matthew Kachuk or an Alex Nylander. I mean, there's, 
there's there's some pretty good talent to be had, Reed, as I'm sure you uh, have passed along to your listeners, uh, you know, anywhere between the, the number one and number ten picks. Kelly, thanks for making time to do this. Uh, I guess you got a bit of time on your hands until the Blue Bombers start up. <laughs> really appreciate it. Oh, you, you had to end it on that note, didn't you? All I'm going <laughs> to say to you, Mr. Wilkins, is next year, when that dollar's trading back up at 99 cents, look out for the Jets. All right. We'll keep an eye out for that. That's Kelly Boer from CJOB in Winnipeg. Yeah, the the only playoff game in Winnipeg in the last 12 months was won by the Edmonton Eskimos, the Grey Cup over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Thanks to everybody who texted and called in tonight. It was fun. Lyle says, hello, Reed. Listening to your love letter put a tear in my eye, or maybe it was the hot sauce on my wings. Either way. I still had a tear in my eye. You can get my love letter by uh, going to my Twitter account, the 630Ched Facebook page, or uh, it's on the front page, I guess, on 630Ched.com. You can scroll down to the video section. It was a love letter to the first round of the NHL playoffs. Love to all our guests tonight. You heard from Kelly Moore from CJOB. You heard from City Councilor Michael Oshry. He was in studio. Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet. Louis Jean, who covers the Montreal Canadiens. He had some interesting comments about uh, ah, maybe they would, maybe they would deal PK Subban. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. From six to nine on this very show, we'll have Toronto Maple Leafs radio analyst Jim Ralph, sports media blogger Chris Zelkovich, who is going to talk about the effect on the TV ratings for the fact that no Canadian teams are in. And uh, an old buddy of the program, actor Eric Johnson. You've seen him on The Nick. He is currently, I believe he's currently shooting a movie called Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah, he's in the Fifty Shades of Grey sequel. Edmonton guy, he's going to join us. Huge Oilers fan as well. The studio producer tonight, Matthew Panashik. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.